Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Leo Effects. Today I'm joined by a very special guest. I've been waiting for a long time to speak to this one. She's super awesome. I'm super excited to have her. Please welcome Erin Fitzgerald. How are you? Hi! I'm good. I'm good. This whole um, everybody stay at home and stay safe thing, I've been doing that for three years at least, so I feel like I was really prepared. My hermit life is finally paying off. <laughs> That's perfect. You you were already, you were doing it before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. I, apparently I was prepared by the universe. <laughs> My life has not changed much. <laughs> but you know, even though you were, you were a shut-in, staying at home and all that, People still yeah. heard your voice. Yes, it's true. That's one of the benefits of um, being a voice actor is that I can record from my closet at home. Sometimes I go into studios and, and that is a blessing, but not right now because all the studios are closed right now. So it's home recording and playing video games on Twitch. And um, I do private one-on-one -on -one, uh, character uh, acting classes. So I do that over Skype around the world. So all, but basically my entire state of being is from my house so that's convenient <laughs> <laughs> i would say <laughs> which leads me into my first question for you like my first official question here which is what do you feel you might be most known for in your own opinion Ooh, that okay so that is a great question there are um three things that people come at me with about the same with the same fervor so i can't say that one is bigger than the other but the, the fans who actually look me up and reach out to me are fans of my role of Chie Satanaka in the Persona 4 uh, Golden Series onward. Um, my role as uh, Noir uh, Blackheart in the Hyperdimension Neptunia series. And my roles of uh, Naz and Mae Kanker on Ed, Ed, and Eddie. And fans still come at me for those three um projects even though I get new projects and I've got some older projects and then of course there are fans that get really mad at me for like how could you not mention Tales of the Abyss but honestly there's just fewer fans of that particular title that come at me than those three so I'm gonna say those three did I did I get it right uh yeah yeah I think that's right um 50 points uh, <laughs> that's yes, great <laughs> 
And and admit, admittedly, before we started recording, I did say that that was why I reached out to you was from your roles on Ed, Ed, and Eddie. That was, you know, my Me? first experience with that voice of yours. I like boys. <laughs> Are you going to kiss me, Ed? I have some kids, Bella King. <laughs> and there it is that I have not heard in so long. I got goosebumps, literal goosebumps. Yeah, it's making, <laughs> and then we've got... What's with the style and clothes, Eddie? It's Customer Appreciation Day at the candy store, and they're giving away jawbreakers for free. <laughs> little mass. It's so amazing that you're still able to just, just like that, just roll right back into those voices. That's so amazing. They're not voices, right? For me, because um, I don't believe there is such a thing as voice acting. That's something, that's a term that showed up way later. And um, it's unfortunate because a lot of people getting into this industry think that they just have to manipulate your voice. Here's the thing. Manipulating your voice is a party trick. Um, being different characters in a believable way for the universe they live in, that's acting. So yeah, um, these characters are real inside of me, and so I'm not doing their voices. I just have to put them on, like the character. It's almost like calling a character forward. They exist within my universe of thousands of characters that live within me that I've created over the years, and when I call upon them, they step forward, and I am the vehicle through which they express themselves. Wow, that is the most detailed description of multiple personality I've ever heard. No, I'm just like <laughs> you're welcome. I am a big fan of Edward Norton and his work in Split. Uh, not Edward Norton. <laughs> Ed Norton, I have no. You are you are now the actor in Split. Yes, I completely blew that. Now I can't. Now I can't remember the real actor's name. Why don't we just call him uh, Professor Xavier? There you go. I can't yeah, that actor. He was amazing in that movie. What what was it that made you decide to pursue this career in the get-go? I never decided. I came out of the womb doing characters. I've been acting characters and um, since I was three. There's I've never not been taking on different characters. Um, I didn't know there was a career in it. I just did it anyway. Mm -hmm. From uh, mimicking and, and acting out movies and television shows I saw and then I would act them out and become all the characters from uh, making little skits and sketches and improvs with my friends and forcing people to watch them to um, getting a first taste of an audience and realizing this is tasty um, then uh, acting in theater as much as I could anywhere I could then getting into university under a theater degree in acting Acting, um, and getting an actual degree in acting, trying to get better at it, then diving into television and film, thinking, okay, that's acting on theater is one side, television and film is a whole other side and a whole other set of skills, and I might as well get better at that. And I didn't, I, I was really bad at that. Um, but I did it, I did it, and then um, then I found what I was created for. It, when And I had no idea it existed as a job because I had complete faith that cartoon characters were real um, right. never occurred to me that there were human beings acting them because I'm like no 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 Papa Smurf is Papa Smurf and um, Spider-Man is Spider-Man what are you talking about do characters for cartoons and then um, my very first uh, audition was for a brand new channel that was going to play cartoons 24-7, which was crazy talk, called Cartoon Network. And uh, the show was at Ed and Eddie. And I booked May Kanker the first year. And then for the second year, the actress Tabitha, who played Naz, 
because Nanaza only said like three things in that first season mm -hmm. and Tabitha was a high in demand actor in Vancouver and she was doing um little voice at the McPherson theater she was doing a lot of theater she was she was just on fire she was like so she left the job because of course we weren't getting the show in Canada so we didn't know what it was we never really saw it we didn't know if it was popular and so then the creator um gave me the role of naz because at that time i was the only actor in the cast who didn't have two roles so um female actor so uh yeah so then i got both roles and then i realized i had found my calling and that character acting was perfect for me because i wasn't limited by my physical body and i could do um anything i, I happen to be blessed with vocal cords that are able to shift to my imagination, meaning if I choose to imagine myself to be a giant alien with 12 arms, as soon as I imagine the body of that alien, the sound of it comes out of me and I'm not limited by um, my vocal cords not shifting. My, the, my vocal cords shift to the character I become. Uh, that is a gift that my physiology has given me, but it doesn't start with the voice. It starts with the body of the character in my imagination, the world they're in, who they are, who they're talking to and, and you know where they are. Wow. You just answered like nine of my questions in one fell swoop. Yeah. How many points? How many points? <laughs> uh, two. Um, so. <laughs> okay. We're at 52. We're at 52. Some, anybody keeping track? <laughs> Got 52 points. I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> that was, that was an amazing response. I love it. That's, okay, that's great. great. Did you have any kind of inspiration coming into it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so much inspiration. Like I was brought up on a lot of sketch comedy shows. Like there was a ton of sketch comedy when I was a kid. From the Carol Burnett show, uh, Monty Python, um, even like Peter Sellers, who, who his ability to ch transform uh, characters was uh, spectacular. Spectacular, and then you had like that tr the trio of Whoopi Goldberg, um, Robin Williams, and um, and Billy Crystal. Those three and their ability to shift characters and and improv and be ridiculously funny. Uh, like I, I used to anything that was um, comedic and character driven, I was attracted to. And there was so much at that time. There were so many greats. Um, Jonathan Winters is a f phenomenal influence. Uh, that Bernadette Peters. Oh my God. I couldn't get enough of Bernadette Peters, Christy McNichol, um, uh, uh, Madeline Kahn. I just, it was, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. So yeah, I had a lot of, a lot of fire in my belly when I would watch the greats work. Um, and, I, and here's a fun story that very few people know. Cause I keep forgetting. I had the experience cause it feels like a dream. <laughs> at um, a UCB, which is an improv house in LA. Mm -hmm. uh, I, was just, I was just there to do like, you know, it was just people could show up and do improv um, on the stage and just, you know, work out their chops. I was there with my girlfriend, Isabella, and um, Robin Williams showed up oh, wow. just to work out. He just, just to work out. And I got to be one of the people who was on stage with him. And I, they, I, so I was actually on stage improvising with Robin Williams. And at the time, it, it, I mean, it was so out of body and I was so horrible in comparison to him because I, but he was so generous and so kind and so amazing. And it was one of those amazing moments in my life where I was like, this has to mean something. This has to mean something. I don't know what it means, but it has to mean something because I'm getting this huge gift from the universe right now. 
um, when it could have been anybody else. It could have been anybody else. Mm-hmm. But it was, yeah, it was interesting. Wow. That's, I couldn't imagine. That would just be so wild. Yeah. You're up there on stage, and then there's Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, honest to God, I keep forgetting it happened because it doesn't feel real that it occurred. <laughs> yeah, that, that like would be, you, it'd be so yeah, surreal. Yeah, yeah. And then I, we went back the next week and he was there again. And my girlfriend Isabella was going to go on stage and she's like, no, no, you can do it again. And I did it twice. But I, I ended up on stage with him twice because my girlfriend Isabella gave gave up her spot so I could do oh, it again. So sweet. So sweet. I, beyond sweet. Very kind. Very <laughs> kind. Yeah. And have you ever done any kind of like conventions or anything? Yeah, I used to do a lot of conventions, but um, I am not in the cast of Overwatch. <laughs> I'm in the way that I like, I'm not in the hot, hot titles as hot, hot characters right now. And I noticed that conventions uh, only book you if you're hot in the moment. And so I, for the last two years, I've been kind of like on the sleepy list and I'm like fine with it. Um, I don't, especially right now, I have no urge to travel. Although mm-hmm. I did take the time because I wasn't doing conventions, I could stay at home and I, I was, I put together a one woman show. Um, and I've been net, I've been workshopping it and we did two performances that were sold out with standing ovations. And it's, I was getting ready, gearing up to do a tour for it when the, uh, when the Rona hit. So wow. now like, I just have to keep it alive inside. It's 80 pages of dialogue, 28 characters with songs. It's just me on stage, no costumes, no set, no music. I do all the special effects. I do everything out of my face and my body. It's an amazing show. When I get up to touring it again, I will be posting it on my website and stuff like that, my socials and all that. But um, I don't know when that will be. I want everyone to be safe and healthy before I start doing that. But yeah. That's kind of what I've been doing instead of conventions. It's a great way to meet large groups of people. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I that would be an amazing show to see, I think. It, I'm very proud of it. And um, I think I think the, the, the moment I became proud of it was when I finished the second show and my parents had driven all the way from Canada to Portland to see it. Um, my father had, I had not permitted my father to see any of my work since, uh, 20 years ago because he, he was always very critical and let's be real 20 years ago, I was still green and cutting my teeth. And so now he, I invited him to this show and I'm, I, I, I'm working to be a master at my craft at this point. And he loved it. He loved it. He was blown away by it. He was very proud of me. And so was my mom, but my mom has always been very super supportive. So I was very, um, I felt like I had hit a bucket list thing where I was like, yeah. Oh man, I have, I must, I hear I've did it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I can do. Right. Right. <laughs> Is it strange to, to have heard your, or even still to hear your voice or one of your internal characters coming forth on a, on a television screen? It's funny because sometimes I don't recognize myself. Like it's, I have sometimes I don't notice that it's me. Um, like there's a game called L Sword that I started playing. Like I recorded it years and years ago, mm-hmm. and I heard from anybody about it, so I completely forgot about it. And then one of the fans of that game found me, searched me out, and you know was talking about it for a good two years. And finally, I'm like why don't I give it a shot? So I started playing it because I knew which lead character I was in the game. I, I'm like one of the leads, Ellis's. But then as we were playing, I'm like, wait a second. 
is that me? <laughs> and and, and like it, it got up like, if, so every time we played, we discover a new character I voiced in the game that I had completely forgotten. Because here's the thing, I'm the type of actor, character actor, that when they hire me for a video game, they usually don't hire me for one role. That's why you don't see me as like the leading lady in this video game over here and over there, because they can book me and get 20 characters out of me. Mm-hmm. And they did for sword because we were starting like as we're going through the game i'm like oh my god i'm so we started gathering the names of all the care and as i'd listen to the performance i'd be like oh yeah i remember doing that but um <laughs> but they're unique enough that i at first i don't recognize myself i don't yet necessarily know it's me that's really cool though like that, that you're that <laughs> you're that into it that you're able to you know, create these passionate characters and you've done both animation and video games. Cause you were also in world of Warcraft. Which yes. do you prefer? Oh, my friend, that is a very awful question. Here's the thing. It's not about the job. It's about the people you work with. I think that's for everybody. Um, I can work at Dairy Queen. Like I, when I had, I worked at Dairy Queen when I was a teenager and I worked with all of my friends from high school. We all worked at the same Dairy Queen. It was the best job I ever had. We had such a good time. It was such a blast. I, I remember it was hard work, but we were doing it together. So teamwork makes the dream work. So I've, I've been on cartoons that have been painful because I didn't enjoy the people I was with. I've been in cartoons that filled my souls in ways of, of satisfaction that made me feel like I could die the next day and I will have been complete. I've been on video games that made me want to throw up at the very end and I wanted to, you know, just end it all right there because it was such a brutal session. And then World of Warcraft is a perfect example. I've been on video games where my soul is singing. I remember walking in, booking Ural for um, uh, Warlords of... Draenor, 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 yeah. Thank you I, for that for that expansion pack, and it was the first female lead in like ten years for the series, so it was a really big deal. They were pumping it up at Blizzard, like this is a huge deal, blah 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 blah. But I walked in, and Andrea Toyas was directing, and Helen was the writer on it, a female writer at the time in 2014. That was a big deal. It was a huge deal to have a female writer writing a lead character in a in a video game and we were all like helen was over the like the 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 isdn the skype the the audio chat the director was in the room and the, the and the engineer was a male but all the three of us the females like we were just we talked about how special this moment was for a good 30 minutes before we, we even started recording we knew it was a big deal we knew we were by just being there and present and and creating this work we were shifting the industry uh it to be a little bit more you know balanced and we were so proud and i love that character so much like the character of ural spoke to me she was my joan of arc character and i really love joan of arc i relate to joan of arc in my own ways um I'm a very, uh, I, I, I practice a lot of spiritual exercises in my daily life to, to connect with that feeling of divine, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I tend to say the word hue for 20 minutes every day, just hue. So a lot of those spiritual practices resonated with me when I was reading the Ural character and where she was on her journey. And I was stepping up to do um, some leadership um, re- operating some leadership programs and right and Ural was step had to go from not doing and you know just being a practicing 
a spiritual being to being a leader. And I resonated with that so much in my daily life. Like there was, it was such a powerful session and it was so amazing. And the people I was working with were, were so amazing. And my heart was lifted so much. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you that I prefer cartoons or video games. I know my go-to answer would be cartoons because I prefer comedy and the silliness and the ridiculousness, but the experience of that in the video game world was so special. And my experiences recording Chie Satanaka have been so phenomenal and so uplifting. Um, yeah, I can't pick. It's too hard. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the best answer I've ever heard to that question, to be honest with you. Ow. How many points? How many points? <laughs> uh, I think for that one, we'll give you 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and do you, you said that you did some improv stuff before. Do you prefer improv to scripts? Um, I like a balance of both. Okay. Like in the, I'm a cartoon series called Ask the Storybots or just Storybots on Netflix. And I get to be in the room with actors like Judy Greer, Fred Tatashore, and Jim Meskimen. And we have the script, which is a beautiful, they're genius and brilliantly written scripts that are very educational, but also enough humor for parents that they don't want to shoot themselves in the face because it's hilarious. So they can watch episodes over and over again. And um, because the script is the scripts are so well written they become this beautiful jumping off off point for for comedic actors like us and we can jump off of it and then we improv it's almost like a diving board where we it's a springboard where we jump off of it and we go into a crazy improvisational place um that wouldn't have existed if it didn't have the foundation of a brilliant script and we and and the creators are so open and so, it's such a family vibe that they let us they let us go off into the wilderness of our nonsensical stuff because they never know what they want to put into the animation. And a lot of the, that stuff ends up in the cartoons um, because they have that freedom. So I think there's a really powerful case for both. Gotcha. That's, that's respectable. I like it. I mean, I'm definitely going to check that show out now because that, that sounds like a really good time. <laughs> And this is the perfect time to watch. Like, um, and season three, as um, it talks about how do we get colds, and it literally teaches you a visual on how to fight a virus. Like, I swear to God, it is such a good episode. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. I love it. <laughs> uh, do you do you have any uh, secret special talents that you do? I don't know. If <laughs> it's a secret to you, would it be a secret to me? Would it be normal to me? Do I have a special talent that's normal to me that might be that other people? I. What do people don't know? I don't know what people don't know. This is true. <gasps> I don't know what people don't know. Well, Probably. I, I don't. I used to be a competitive, a pre-competitive diver when I was a teen. Nobody oh, knows okay. that. Really. Like diving board diver, that I used to do. That there was a you thing. Go. That, that probably not many people know that. Yeah. <laughs> For the Nepean Ottawa diving team, I wasn't competitive. I was too young. I was pre-competitive. Okay. All right. I'll buy that for two thousand points. No. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> <laughs> now, 
I got to ask the real, the real hard hitting questions here. I got a couple left that are real, just, okay. you know, super okay, serious. serious. I'll uh, put on my serious. We're getting really serious. <laughs> is this there is anything me. that you yeah. would change about your career to this point? My career has been completely unpredictable. Nothing I planned has come to fruition. Everything that's come to me came out of the blue. Um, so I don't think I can change stuff that I had no control over. Does that make go. sense? That makes absolute so, sense. I, I can't explain to you. I know everyone talks about auditions, auditions, auditions. And of course I audition, audition, audition. But to me, auditions are just fodder to create more characters. Whether I book the job or not is irrelevant. In fact, um, when I audition, when they get, when I get coffee for an audition for a character, in my head I'm not auditioning for the character. I'm auditioning for the project. Um, because I may not be perfectly right for that character, but they'll get a sense of my um talents and gifts and if they want me for their project they may put me somewhere else work is work so what I find is that as long as I'm in motion and I keep working towards being better at what I do because it's a craft you always have to work at it classes practice hours and hours of of working at it and improving yourself I find that the universe just brings stuff to me when I'm ready mm -hmm. you're all out of nowhere um i i did audition for it but i remember the night i auditioned for ural i it was like one of those crazy nights where i had like 30 auditions that's a rare thing to have that many auditions in in one night and i had to knock out all of these auditions and ural was one of them and i just didn't have the energy to put too much into it i couldn't think about it so i just tried to feel everything and i booked it and i thought isn't that funny you just never know you just yeah. never know. So I don't think I could change anything about my career. I wouldn't be where I am. And I'm happy with where I am. Perfect. I'm happy with the well, I And I'm really proud of myself because I work with people who were not healthy, who were toxic, who were not respectful of my craft and not respectful of me. I went through years of, of, of giving permission to people to take advantage of my art form. And I developed the strength through that, through being kind of like resentful to start saying no. I wish I had said no sooner, I suppose, but then I think, well, no, I wouldn't have gotten where I am if, without those experiences. So I'm grateful for everything I've been through because it's all been lessons and it all makes me a better actor. And I have more experiences to draw from for my characters when they're going through similar things. Now I know what it feels like to be betrayed and to be taken advantage of. So when my character is feeling that I, I know what feeling to go to. That's absolutely beautiful. And along those, those lines with everything that you just said, what advice would you have for a complete newbie trying to get into this career? Act, act. I don't care if you're taking classes. I don't care if you're writing your own stuff. I don't care if you're doing sketches with your friends. Uh, if you're if you're on quarantine and you can't get out, um, do videos. Here, uh, um, what's hang on? I, let me find. I, there's an actor who's doing acting at home with friends right now, and his thread is. Let me just. I think it's Gary Williams, but I just want to make sure that that's the right name. 
yeah, Gary Williams. Um, follow him on Twitter, Gary A. Williams. And he's doing a series called Acting at Home with Friends. And he's literally getting all of his famous friends to improv with him on video, over video chat. And they're editing it together like they're in the same car or they're in the same room. And they're not. They're quarantined at home like everybody else. Right. Um, it, the way that you start is just by starting. You will get better as you go. Don't don't assume you're a professional just because you're doing it. That's a, something that I find a lot of people just starting and think, well, look, I'm doing it now. Now I can be a professional. It. You need thousands of hours. You need thousands of hours of practice. You need to give yourself permission to suck. You need to give yourself permission to have a process and learn how it works. You need to know the difference between what is performing and what is acting because there is a difference. You need to know what it feels like to feel something as a character and deliver it you need to practice 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 just doing 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 classes are great I love classes community college classes there's online classes um, there is just practicing in the basement of your house with a camera there's you know putting stuff online on YouTube and getting feedback you get a lot of audience feedback and immediately you could live stream some stuff and test it out and see what audiences think the more you practice the better you'll get period nice best advice i've heard how many points how many points <laughs> we'll give you a million <laughs> and with a grand total of a million four thousand and fifty two points, you have won the show. Congratulations. Yay! Yay! Woo! Woo! Congratulations, Doc! Woo! We did it good for me! Oh, you're so good! No, I'm not you're good! I think you're the best in the world! You gotta eat more meat! I don't know! <laughs> and you know, I just wanna say to Aaron. <laughs> And all of her characters who have come okay. forth to say hello. I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show today and telling us about yourself and just being amazing. Thanks for having me. Those were great questions. I enjoyed being here. And take care of yourself and be safe. Absolutely. And you as well. But before we wrap things up, I need to yes, ask... Uh, well, I guess not ask because it's not really a question unless you don't want to, but... I'd like to open the floor up to you so you can tell the listeners what kind of social medias they can go to to follow you. Well, I've got quite a few of those. If you go on the Twitch, you know, the video gaming twitch.com, just look up Aaron Fitzgerald, my name. Yes, Aaron Fitzgerald. It is also Aaron Fitzgerald on the twitter with the little birds but much more very political on the on the twitter so just be warned then there's the instagram which is erin fitz bad ass that is correct erin fitz bad ass and if you would like a full list of my credits go to erin fitz bad you're welcome <laughs> beautiful 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 and one last time, I want to say thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. Thanks, Ray. I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. And thank you to all the listeners who came to check out the show. I hope you had as much fun as I did. It was certainly the best episode ever. And Aaron has won the most points out of anyone that's ever been on the show. Mainly because I've never done points before. But... <laughs>
<laughs> but I loved it. I loved every minute of it, and I hope you did too. And until next time, we'll see you all later. Oh, now that was an awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. You all are so great. And don't forget to head to Facebook, Insta, and Twitter and follow The Leo Effects. If you want to hear some comedy and ridiculous voices, check out Shattered Dungeons on YouTube and all other places podcasts can be heard. And you'll hear me voicing crazy characters, usually pretty terribly. So thank you so much. You all are the absolute best. And we will see you all on the next episode.